Okay, so what are we doing for fun on these now? I feel like the fun factor has been sort of going down. We had the Wayne's World. We had a couple good ones. We had Drake. We had Raptors. What about like a McDavid Riley situation? Should we do that because it's topical somehow? Well, like because I'm here? Yeah. Like you're the Oilers. We're the Leafs. Pass intercepted and McDavid against Morgan Riley. McDavid, what a move! What a play! What a goal! Well, I don't know okay. anything about the Oilers except for the fact that you have Connor McDavid. That's, that's all it. You that's all I know. <laughs> so. Okay. Wow. Welcome back, Wing It Podcast, GooseDigital.org. Who do we have? <laughs> Did we change our Wait, URL? Oh, what? Who do we have? Robin Kroll. Chris O'Neill. Jen Pugsley. Michael Turksani. Yeah, we're going .org and .edu now. Oh. We're trying to go... Uh, I-O. Yeah. I-O. Just the confused dot insurance. Yeah, dot, dot, uh, dot store. Who's <laughs> digital dot store? Why not? Yeah, there's not enough confusion in the space. So... <laughs> Um, hi, Jen. Hi. Hi from thanks, Alberta. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming back. Mm-hmm. Going to be back again in 17 days. 17 days. Five over, over five years now. Well into the five-year mark. Yeah. At Goose Digital. Five years at Goose Digital. Nice job. Five years of flying across the country all the time. Yeah. And loving it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've got it down now. I know exactly how to fly, especially on a Friday night. Yeah, sweet. With movies and drinks. With <laughs> movies. <laughs> as they do in as they as they do in Edmonton, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's true. So because Jen's here, we thought we'd uh, squeeze another insurance one in. Yeah. Right, because it's. Uh, she's her, our SME. She's our SME. Subject matter expert. Mm-hmm. You guys are now too. Mm, yeah. Basically, Getting there. Basically. Getting there. Um, so we wanted to, you wanted to talk about customer marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the, lo- a lot of the focus, well, we, we've seen a number of deals, Chris, where they, they can start out anywhere, but a lot of times, at least for the last couple of years, it's been, the emphasis has been on net new leads. I think through this hard market transition, um, some of that lead generation stuff has kind of backed off because it's been a personal lines and it's been, um, when they think of lead gen, that's what they think about, right? Is personal lines auto and we don't want to go there right now, mm-hmm. but there's another opportunity for lead gen and commercial and specialty and other things that obviously we're still doing. But, um, along the way, customer marketing to your customers, that's like, if you think of the transaction volume in a, an insurance broker, probably 85% of the volume is in their current customers. So untapping that, Robin, mm-hmm. tapping into that volume. Mm-hmm. A tremendous amount of opportunity. It's, it's interesting when you talk to somebody about business growth, and initially they all think, oh, that's it, we have to drive net new business, not realizing there's so much opportunity for their existing customer base. Yeah. Um, and these are a group a segment of people that... Uh, know you, know Mm -hmm. your services, like your services, much more likely to be open to a conversation, listen to your advice. So why not go there, right? 
So, yeah, I mean, you know, Chris, what do you want to chime in well, on? One of, the, one of the common things we hear is like we, we do uh, great business with our customers because of our great service. Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, as Robin was mentioning, in the, their database, in their BMS is like a whole raft of, of customers that, that love you. So why mm -hmm. not take advantage of that? Well, over the years, it's been <clears throat> the problem has been how do you get that, that, uh, those customers into a campaign so that you can market to them right. and that for years was a bit of a problem mm -hmm. with some of the technologies that were that were out there now we've got uh, certainly the ability to draw that information out put it into you know campaigns to segment them exactly so that changes the game and and so you know i think when we have those conversations and we go beyond the, the initial conversation about generating net new business it's about yeah let's take advantage of that uh, rep reputation that you've been working on and building over these past decades and sort of market into that group so there's three there's probably three areas that i mean certainly on our spider of marketing automation there's three legs that are dedicated to the customer and the customer yeah. marketing side of the house, right? So one is kind of a branding and communication strategy, which may not be directly linked to, to a new business initiative. It's just, mm -hmm. I think part of some of what we're going to talk about is just putting your business in front of your customer, giving them opportunities to learn about you and, and reach out to you. It's more of a branding and just ongoing serviceability of accounts. Then there's the growth. For sure, mm -hmm. cross-sell, upsell. And then there's your retention and renewal and supporting, you know, that process through better communication. So those are the three customer marketing buckets that we have use cases for and help mm -hmm. build out. So, you know, why don't we just pick one and then start um, exploring it? So well, I think let's pick one that's not so, like... The cross sell, upsell, and renewals like those are those are I would love them getting good responses on them as well. But you know, even something just like the critical bulletin, I think, is totally underused. Policy, mm -hmm. or sometimes they call it policy alert, mm -hmm. right? So critical updates, your area, flooding zone, weather related, or seasonality things. Sure, you can put. Um, you know, sometimes we see our customers put roll-in critical bulletin information into your newsletter, but that's really not the point. You can do that for something that's predictable. But, for example, this weekend we've deployed several, you know, I guess you guys are getting some crazy storm here tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then through to the weekend, tips on how to handle this weather. I mean, in Alberta, we don't need those tips, but I'm just saying, like, but Are we it's, getting a storm? it's a, it's a 365. So sometimes it's also mm -hmm. not, but if you want to break down a cross sell a little bit in more detail. No, I can. think, I, I think let's stay on the, on yeah. the standard communications for a bit, because I think it's an area that is under, I mean, what are the, if you're doing this today, you're proper and you don't have the segmentation and a good marketing automation platform, you're probably batch and blasting blasting, blasting sure. and maybe even pulling content from a from a tool and 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 you know so there's very little personalization or segmentation mm -hmm. it's probably just you're blasting out the same thing to everyone because you, you really don't know how to do that dynamic segmentation or personalization right right at best or not doing anything and then being uh, reactive when you know claims come in or you hear have you get uh, sure. support calls but yes you're just blasting it so you think if you have a, a storm that's you know touching down in the GTA well if you're in the Ottawa region 
that storm's not going to touch you. So if I get an, an email about the storm, well, why is this relevant to me? It's not personalized. Right. right. That's actually a good, that's a good example. We see that one lots as well. Yeah. So yeah. In, instead of having a, a value effect, it actually has a negative. It's, you, you don't know me. I live yeah. in Ottawa. Why are you talking to me about this? Or what about the, a lot of, um, a lot of our clients, you know, there's value added services that come as part of the pitch, as part of why you select your broker in the first place, they they might include some other services that eventually yes. you can. Maybe there's some group benefits, or maybe there you know maybe there's some other things. Legal, that, ex- yeah, legal maybe, advice or whatever. Maybe on, yeah, on the commercial side, there could be some other. So I think after the pitch, it's like you maybe forget about that stuff. It's like what did they have again? What are some things that? So if you're to your point, Robin, if it's if if I'm. Uh, personalized customer I may not be that you know I may not have those services available to me so certainly segmenting that out is going to be critical but that continuous reminder of the value that why you picked us by the way these are available why don't you experience them etc etc I think is like probably often a huge missed boat there's just not enough communications going out to the customer base there's a lot of fear around um, around sending out you know not not having the right kind of a, of a foundation to be able to send personalized messages mm-hmm. out and just not doing anything. Yeah. So just you know being afraid that they're going to alienate or or annoy their customers with a very general message. Yes. But not having the ability to actually do the proper segmentation so they can send the right message out. And you know today I think our expectation is that the messages from our providers are going to be personalized. We're not. We're, we are totally not expecting a you know, uh, a general message. We're expecting something that's um, to do so with I, us. So I think, you know, one of the powers of uh, of the tools that we would bring to the table on the marketing automation side is the ability to easily segment and mm-hmm. have that not be, you know, these ideas are great. And there's brokers that we know that are doing this, but they become heavy lift activities. It's every yeah. time there's another segment, mm-hmm. it's they're writing a query, it's software development, mm-hmm. it's time you know, I think we should talk a little bit, maybe Jen, you can touch base about like, you know, how quickly you can actually come up with a new segment, drill into some customers accurately and then deploy an email. Yeah. So um, thinking about this one today, actually, because, you know, even before noon, we got a, a notification where it was like, hey, the storm is coming in. How do we get this out like right away? Well, our part of our process is building that template ahead of time. So that's already approved and set in there and you're really like dragging and dropping Um, copy in there and then it's really about um, the way that we segment with Tam or Epic is we literally take the master list at the beginning so the car customers don't really have to think about um, getting us a list that's already sliced and diced Mm -hmm. based on this this criteria because that's what's really slows people down yeah Yeah, so if they um we help them just source their master list we can put that into our systems and our systems have the ability to not our systems but these marketing automation platforms have the ability to segment slice and dice so you can get something out the door in 45 minutes that's very personalized high gen please you know or here's top five tips on how to protect your house and your roads or, or your car this this snowstorm or whatever right mm-hmm. so yeah 
But it's that point and click. I think one one of the messages is like that point and click ability to set up a segment, yeah, and have mm-hmm. it be you know a fifteen minute exercise, and you're gonna check check the data and make sure yeah. it's accurate. But you know, rather than it be days and turnaround times, and mm-hmm. or it be a black box. That's the other thing is that it's not a black box. The average marketing user can go in there and see exactly the criteria that was used mm-hmm. to build that segment, right? Yeah, and I think the other thing is too is that. Part of the quote unquote critical bulletin or policy alert, um, these are things that are set up kind of how we already know that's going to be part of the program under Mm -hmm. customer marketing. So we really aren't reinventing the wheel on on like something that's urgent. Like those segments are built. You can double check them. Yeah. Yeah. And you you know in advance. So you know there's going to be winter storm warnings. There's going to be flooding in the summer. And you set up the templates. If it's PI or CI or whatever it is. Exactly. And then you, you know, for your personalization, you say, well, okay, at the very basic, we're going to have the name. But you know what? We want to have some kind of geographical component Mm -hmm. in that so that we can say, you know, in this region, this is the. This is where this, the winter storm mm-hmm. is going to be. It's going to be a nice storm. And then you, you, know, you set that up all based on that one file, Jen, as you mentioned. And you can have um, you know, multiple different personalized messages going out really easily by just you know, planning in advance and determining what fields you're going yeah, to use. Yeah, the if and and, state, the if and and you know, capabilities really are make it pretty fast. Yeah. And the other thing about the, the customer marketing, you think about the, you know, just slightly changing the topic is the, the value of engaging with a broker as opposed to, um, you know, just buying a, a policy online where there is none of that interaction. You're, this is the advice and the guidance. And that's, that's the, the unique value proposition of a broker. And so this kind of customer marketing, which is going to be proactive with advice, with guidance, you know, to me, that's the true value of the broker. And that's when it's going to con- continue mm-hmm. to differentiate that. But it's the timing too. Like I see a lot of brokers spending a lot of time on this type of content and they mm-hmm. really are like ads all the time, how to, how to dewinterize your house or how to winterize your house. But it's about the right message at the right time. And all those are good. And obviously they're still sending them in winter, but unless it's sort of like, I, I remember getting one a couple, I didn't get it by email, but it was just, it was how to prepare for the winter. And I remember mm-hmm. kind of freaking out because I had forgotten what I actually had to do. And then it turns out our pipes weren't off. And I'm like texting my husband being like, did we do these top five things? <laughs> because mm-hmm. I don't want, yeah, a, I, you know, right? So I think with the hard market conditions too, there's a lot of opportunity to educate your customers because claims aren't easy right now. So it's more important than ever to be proactive and, you know, you know, be in positions where your insurance just, you know, that's a whole other topic about what Mm -hmm. your insurance will cover and won't cover. But anyways, that's a... Okay. So, I mean, I think the, um, you know, what we're trying to, I think this in 2020, because we've been hearing more and more customers in our pipeline that have moved beyond a basic, you know, they're doing some customer marketing. Now they may be using a little bit more than a MailChimp, in order to pull that off, they might actually have a slightly more powerful tool, but they are still not in marketing automation. They're still a step away from a platform that gives them to your point, Robin, you know, that engagement tracking and, and the ability to really measure the impact of this stuff. It's not just deploy the email. It's mm-hmm. actually to develop a conversation, the ability to click buttons in an email and score what is occurring within your customer base. That's, that's sort of the more, 
advanced level marketing automation that we're hearing more and more people are now ready to adopt. So I think the what's interesting about this is is not the standard scenario. It's 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 insurance is actually fairly complicated for a broker that's got you know, a dozen or more products and different types of customers that have different things. It's like you use the word cross sell and all of a sudden that means a whole pile of different things within, yeah. within one customer, you know, they could have 12 or 24 different cross sell campaigns going because of the, of the unique set of customers they have. Right. Right. So it's sort of move, trying to move beyond some of the basic language and, and, um, and diving in. So why don't we talk about, maybe we just came off a cross sell webinar why don't we talk a little bit about, you know, what what we're seeing there? Jenny, you want to? You, you yeah. That so one? we've been we've been down that. So I mean, it kind of started off of uh, why did why cross sell? Like why to try to automate or or use a technology platform to help that process? And I think it's you know kind of going back to um, these these brokers or CSRs the, and, and producers and account managers, like they're super busy. Like they're, they're totally in reactive mode versus being proactive. Right. Um, so kind of finding the time to like, well, finding the time to go through your monoline customers and then try to call each, every one of them and ask if they want to, you know, yeah. get the property. So there's that kind of, that was a complexity. The other complexity has always been um, pulling that monoline list. Again, going back to that categorizing out of your BMS, it isn't, isn't an easy thing for a lot of brokers. Some brokers have no problem with it, but you know, can be, can be challenging. So um, yeah, so we, we've built a, a series of cross sells, usually for the monoline um, auto to cross sell the property. You can do it any which way you want. There's several different kinds of, of, of cross sells, but speaking about this one, you wouldn't want to do property to auto right now because of market is so hard on auto. People aren't really chasing auto business, but um, yeah, we've, we've seen it goes out uh, to all, everyone who has auto that doesn't have a tenant condo or homeowner. So the main dwelling um, offers the bundling, the packaging options to schedule a call with signed by their producer or their CSR mm -hmm. with their, with their face or not. Some brokers don't want that connection right to the CSR. Um, and yeah, the responses have been anywhere from 60 plus open rate to 30 ish click through rate. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you send a rem you can set up in a very easy automated program that sends your reminder, um, to all non-openers so that's like getting another another, another traction level. in yeah. so then after that the reporting you know your your broker principal or your manager actually gets a list of who responded who mm -hmm. were all of our openers who responded and then and we when we say responded like that would show interest on that click yeah. and then who also requested, requested. Yeah. somebody call me back, please. Yeah. Right. So if you, if you sign up one of those average homeowners policy, I don't know about here, but in Alberta, it's 4,000, some pretty good ROI on one email campaign. Yeah. And I think that totally. non-openers is a really good point, Jen, because, um, you know, the assumption that you send out one message, well, if they don't, uh, you know, if they don't engage, they're yeah. not interested, right? We have so many things coming in the inbox that, um, and I'm trying to remember what the stat is, but sometimes you need to get anywhere between three to seven opportunities to engage before someone's actually going to, 
to actually click in, right? So it's not just one message. Right. So being able to automatically, right? So not manually finding out who those non-openers are and get a second message out there where you might have very similar content, but you're going to have a different subject line. Really easy yeah. to do on a marketing automation platform. And then, oh, maybe the sub subject line is a little bit more uh, relevant to that second group of people and you give them that opportunity and maybe even do a third one. Um, but the beauty of that is that you're automating all of that and you're maximizing your opportunities to engage with these people who you know, really are in the market for for the product that you're, you're cross-selling. Well, and even we did a commercial cross-sell. It was phenomenal for cyber. So it was all of these businesses, right, the, the cyber mm -hmm. cross-sell. And that was introducing cyber insurance to their mid-market businesses. And these producers literally got lists of, even if it was 10, seven or 10 p company, there are companies that said, yes, please call me, let's schedule a call. Mm -hmm. I mean... Then you start to see the 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 how valuable customer marketing can be on your bottom line, like on your targets. Absolutely, and some of the instances we talk about cross sell. You know what I've heard several times is, well, every single phone call that we're uh, we have with a client, we're talking about cross sell. So you're. So we we don't need this automated campaign. Well, that's that's relying a lot. On, on the fact the that call. on the phone call yeah. that you're actually getting through on the phone call and that that message is is getting through and you're relying on the fact that you know these are not all going to be senior level producers maybe they're csrs exactly. so maybe they don't have the right message whereas if you have that consistent message in an email you're ensuring uh that you're getting that and and again in this you know this cyber example uh when we built out the strategy one of the things they said to us is that they were having a really, really hard time getting um, getting through in that first communication, even with businesses that they knew absolutely needed cyber coverage. Yeah. Uh, and so this has been, you know, this has been a really great success. Well, it goes back to your point about being a CSR and like not actually, because it is a sales tactic. Like it's a bit different when it's home and you're, you're basically upselling the auto. Totally different scenario when it's even a smaller business like six or seven thousand dollar business right it is mm -hmm. a sales you're asking for something else right um but i remember like we had to log in a quote on, it was called an activity in tam mm -hmm. to say that we did this act that asked for this cross sell or it, sometimes it was a referral it's like but who how many people are actually doing that this way a principal can see no wait a second this is exactly how many people requested us for a call back these are who is interested and you're not really relying on somebody to put a manual. And, and I don't think it's a, you know, I don't think it's necessarily um, one or the other. I think these things work together. Yeah. You know, it's a convenience. It's a service, of, you know, it's a service, customer service tool. So if you respond via email, you know, there's no harm in that. Mm -hmm. You know, if you happen to respond over the phone, well, that's great too. Like I, I don't see now. You, you know, we have all the suppression suppression case capabilities to be able to pull people out if they've mm -hmm. already responded. So, I think, you know, it's a tough argument to say, well, we're just not going to do that. I mean, unless you're able, unless you're able to get like a hundred percent phone coverage within right. you have a small book and you're able to just call everybody every every mm -hmm. couple months and you you know for sure you're covered. I think you'd want that air cover, wouldn't you? We well, would, and and I, I think what what often has happened in the last few years is that 
you know, uh, broker principals have been told, well, no, we can't do those segmentation things because we can't get the data right in mm -hmm. that, you know, that there's one, oh, can't do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Or, oh, no, we can't do all that follow-up because we're really busy, like, managing all our, our existing accounts. So, therefore, oh, we can't do that either. Yeah. So, it's like being able to, oh, yes, we can get that segment, uh, get those segments mm -hmm. done. And, oh, yes, we actually can communicate with our customers with personalized messaging. And I don't have to add five or ten people to my payroll in order to do it. Yeah. It's like, oh, let's talk okay, about how that could work. So, it's yeah. like adding that sort of capability um like without needing to uh to to you know but i think it's 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 like any other th you know with a a market like insurance where they're fairly new to the game in, in digital you know, but adopting it very fast you know it, we we talked to i can't remember the the organization the other day chris where you know they just skipped over e-document e signing and went straight to voice signature because right. they're mm -hmm. like, well, you know, we're already late to the party. We might as well just go straight to voice signature. Um, so we are definitely seeing like a major acceleration. Mm -hmm. But with that, there's still, you know, the first very much the first couple of years of doing this stuff. So when, you know, not unlike when we would say the word digital meant quote and bind personal mm -hmm. lines online, that's, that's what the word digital meant mm -hmm. to these people. You know, a cross-sell campaign or how to best leverage um, email or other marketing automation alongside your sales tactics, they, there's still, um, there, there's still this, um, assumptions that they have. Well, what does that mean? Oh, I'm not going to be able to do this or I'm going to do that. So there's still a big education phase that, mm -hmm. you know, we're yeah. kind of having to unwind thinking and, and say, wow, that's what, that's what you thought a cross sell was, or that, you know, that's what you thought that it would do. Well, let us help you understand actually what's possible, or you don't have to worry about doing that segmentation. Right. And you can safely do that without pissing mm -hmm. your clients off. But many of them just have a certain way of, uh, of interpreting what that is to them. And, and that's well, why maybe that's too, because they've tried it, it, Some have tried in certain other oh, scenarios sure. and, and maybe yeah. they did piss all their clients for off sure. on, yeah. on, on yeah. an yeah. occasion. And that's what they know now. Right. So yeah. I think it's just a cautionary, I think for customers listening or brokers or insurers or whoever that are, are in that business is just to sort of always be challenging your, your assumptions with what you think right. these things are. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So, I mean, I think, the let's cover the last one really quick and then because i know we're, we're we're getting on to the the timing that we like to finish these things up robin so they don't they don't go on forever um last one to remind us what do you mean last one? Oh, the last one is um well anything around retention or renewals i don't know if we want to talk uh, about that or not or if we want yeah, well, to yeah i wouldn't say that's the last one we've no, those are the buckets. Those are the three buckets. buckets. No, yeah. we have, we have, there's, there's, there's 27 or I can't maybe remember how many we have use tons cases. of them, but, but rolled I, up to three Yeah, I mean, the yeah renewal, just the categories. The renewals, the renewals are, are going well, though that's a heavier segmentation exercise, but still it's, it's using that same master list. So mm -hmm. it's not, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're not having to slice and dice that, that one. Um, the personal lines one is, um, is good because even though it's automatic renewal, on, p on personal lines or most of it anyways, um, you're, you're still getting in front of your customer. So you're like, you're, you're touching mm -hmm. base with them, mm -hmm. right? That's what the use cases is meant to mm -hmm. do. Um, same thing with commercial, even if you're trying to connect with your customer because you need information, um, there's a whole process around starting at like the 90 day, the typical 90, 60, mm -hmm. 30, mm -hmm. all the way up until you've Sign but it's not just, it's, year, you know, it's right? not but just, um, yeah, grabbing information is one of the things we're seeing on the, 
commercial side where you know those 90 day 60 day marks you're mm -hmm. able to the automation system is able to support the gather gathering of information right. ahead of time where you know instead of sending out you know this is the application the you know the 15 or 20 page application you filled out last year and here's the we're gonna have to refill it out this year and here's another thing we want you to fill out this year you know and that's the first thing that goes out at nine days you're just overwhelmed you're just like well i guess i guess i'll just leave this in my inbox and not do anything with it and i'll wait wait till the mm -hmm. bitter end because that's so much work whereas the system allows us to ask four or five of the most critical questions right away gather that in and then allows the back-end team within the brokerage to sort of start the process of getting going and so we we are we're seeing more traction or more interest in in that area to uh, to take some load off. Yeah, and I think like in the mid market to large commercial space, that's another good thing about the segmentation in the system is that there's a lot of accounts that you can suppress in that yeah, kind of. Yeah, of course. Uh, maybe you don't want to go out the gate, and all you want to do is book the meeting. All yeah. you want to do is get let's get it in the door, let's get it in the calendar, right? Let's do our yeah. golf thing, whatever we're doing. But I don't, you know what I mean. So there's there's so much flexibility in the segmentation that you can exclude certain your top. Yeah, you're 20, not, and, that, and that's what I mean right? by you know we got to be really careful when we talk about these things. It's not oh a one size fits all, and right. it's going to be every single one. Like we know there's program business, we know there's sort of more general business. There's going to be accounts where you're never going to want to throw through automation. There's going to be some accounts that make a lot of sense for you to have a level of automation Absolutely. for, right? So that's the cool thing about having a platform like this is, yeah, you're not you're not sort of just taking everything and lumping it in and throwing it into a program. That's no one's going to do that, right? No. And what it's exciting to me when I hear that is that it's like, you know, customer marketing has done right. It's almost like this weight lifted off of. Yeah. The the top the top people like the account managers and the producers where yeah. years upon years that's that's all they've ever done. Mm -hmm. And like yeah. trying to get above water is is well, a, a lot of them yeah, they got to a stage where they're managing their existing book. They were at the ceiling. They could not do anything more and we've run into yes. people even today who are in that situation where they're managing their their 90 60 30 manually with, mm -hmm. you know, using, you know, using um, you know, outdated email and uh, Excel platforms to basically manage, um, you know, manage their renewals. And it's a full-time job and they'll, they'll never be able to physically grow. So mm. being able to sort of automate the, you know, select ones that the select, uh, you know, critical paths that they can yes. opens up a whole new sort of opportunity to grow. Yeah. Cool. It makes me think of, um, you know, some of the conversations we've had about digital uh, when, you know, some of the understanding or misunderstanding about digital is that digital replaces everything that a human could do, mm -hmm. which is not it at all. The, the, the best use of digital is to, um, to drive efficiencies, right? To, to um, take away some of the more manual things that's not value-add. It's not value-add for a producer uh, to do all this telephone tag or email chasing back and forth to mm -hmm. secure uh, a phone call, right? So if we can automate that, and then the value-add is having that conversation to give advice. So that's the best mix of, of the digital and the personal. Sure. Okay, so marketing automation, customer marketing, that's the, what is that the name of this one? It's just going to be customer marketing. Are mm -hmm. we going to come up with something cool? We will? Okay, Our good. producer is going to come up with something better be really cool. cool. It better be right. like eye cat. It better be eye catch. It better headline grabber. <laughs> or else. With a good tune, too. Yeah, good with tune. a good tune down the yeah. middle. Okay. 
All right. Thanks, Jen. Hey, guys. Yeah, thanks, Jen. thanks for coming out and forcing thanks, us Jen. to do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Twisting our arm. All right. Okay. Kay. Peace. I never know when to go. Don't even talk, but you sleep in my clothes. No, it ain't right. I've been stressing at night. We're together, but I feel alone. How long do I stand here in the fire? How long do I try before I'm on?